Welcome to Look at My Records. I've recently had the pleasure of sitting down with Tribe Friday, a group of brash, young, Swedish 20-somethings that made their second trip out to New York City in January to play a couple of shows. And they have a new EP coming out on March 27th called Chasing Pictures. When we sat down to have our conversation, they had not yet released the second single from the Chasing Pictures EP. It's a song called Freaky. They also just released a raucous video for Freaky, which you could check out via the band's Facebook page. It's on YouTube. And I wanted to play Freaky before we dive into our interview. So here it is, the most recent single from Northern Sweden's finest band, Tribe Friday.
All right, I'm here with Tribe Friday, my first ever interview with a Swedish band. So I'm very excited. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Second time in New York City, first time for some of you. Yeah, it is. You guys it's super exciting. Played at the Mercury Lounge last night. How's the show? It was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was really But cool. we're all very hungover now. Uh, no, it was a great show. So much fun. We love the Mercury Lounge. It's a great place. Yeah. yeah. And you guys were here in the summer. Did you play any shows while you were here in the summer? Yeah, we did. We played the Mercury Lounge back then, too. Uh, and we did a show in Philly and... Um, and New Jersey. And New Jersey as well, yeah. Oh, where'd you play in New Jersey? Uh, oh, Asbury Park? Asbury Park, yeah, yes, exactly. that's oh, cool. the one. Yeah, was, that was nice, but that was like a warm-up show. Not many people showed up. <laughs> Be- beach town, too, so you got some beach time in. Well, we tried to, but apparently you have to pay to get on the beach, which is a very weird concept for us. Yeah, so. it's a weird concept for me, and I'm <laughs> from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, I, I got heat stroke that time, so... Yeah, you know, it was really hot yeah. last summer. Yeah. I had to go lie down backstage after we... <laughs> before and after we something. So, Tribe Friday, tell me you guys just put out a new single called Talk So Loud. You released an EP last year, which was a compilation of a couple of other singles as well. Trying Your Luck. Everything I read about you says you're from like farmland in northern Sweden <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't know if that's kind of exaggerating. But who who yeah, knows? Yeah. I mean, there there is some truth in that. I mean, we're, me and Anton, um, we're from like way up north originally, or way up north, but pretty far up north. And that's pretty much like farmland and forest and yeah. moose. What I'm curious about is your formation. You guys are still really young. I think you're all around like 19, 20 years old, right? Yeah. What was it like growing up there and forming a band with your peers, things like that? Did you have a scene where people played shows and things like that? Or is it more kind of collaborating in Um, different ways? I think, I mean, honestly, there wasn't much else to do. We had like, you know, we're from a pretty small town and, you know, we didn't have anything else to do except play music. But um, I don't know, did we have a scene, Anton? No, I mean, there wasn't really nobody else doing what we were doing. Which is why we moved out. Yeah. 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 So where'd you wind up moving to? So we, we moved down south to a, a town called Örebro, which is um, like in the middle of Gothenburg and Stockholm. Cool. So like, and we, we moved there like just because we had to get closer to the bigger cities if you want to call them that because you know it's like taking a train for for eight hours to play a show is not yeah it was like 11 hours to go through everything it was yeah no it was crazy yeah. um so we had to get out of there that's a long train ride yeah and grow growing up in northern sweden too your sound is very much influenced by a lot of new york bands specifically yeah the strokes the ramones I even heard some UK influence. I don't know if you guys remember the band The Kooks. Yeah. yeah. I totally can hear it a little bit as well. What was your first exposure to the Strokes, who seemed to be a pretty big influence growing up in that part of Sweden? Yeah. Guitar Hero. Yeah. I think. Oh, really? Interesting. For for both me and Anton, I think it was Guitar Hero. I played, I don't remember which one, but uh, Reptilia was on there. And I was just like, I was so impressed by that track. And 
I don't know. I've just loved them ever since. So thanks to Guitar Hero yeah. for so, changing my life. Did you play guitar before you got Guitar Hero? No. Guitar, wow. guitar Hero actually got me into rock music. Yeah. Like, I listened, like, when I grew up, I listened to, like, James Blunt and shit. But then, I don't know, I just got Guitar think, Hero, and I, all of a sudden I was yeah, a rock I think, fan. I think thanks to Guitar Hero, like, the, the first CD I ever bought for my own money was, like, a Slipknot record. Wow. <laughs> Th this is really interesting. This is a great answer. I didn't know that <laughs> that, that that was what you were going to say. That's really cool. That, <laughs> no, that band, that game really reached you guys and had an influence. It really did, yeah. So... I, I got it like from from my uncle and uh, as a Christmas present when I was like ten years old or something. And me and my brother would like sit up all night playing Guitar Hero, try to beat the whole game on expert. Like, yeah, yeah it's just it's a great game. And then because I remember playing Guitar Hero, and then I tried to play guitar, but you know I sucked. So <laughs> when was the transition for you to actually start playing guitar? Do you remember when you first started playing? Um, I, I started with the bass, actually, because I, my my older brother was playing in a band, and he was playing guitar. He, he was already pretty good, um, but they didn't have a bass player, so I decided to pick up the bass, um, and then I just sort of transitioned from there, I think. I Yeah, I also started with bass just because, like, learning instruments in school, it was like, okay, I want to play guitar but I have to start learning like nylon string acoustic guitar. And I was like, no, that's lame. I want to play <laughs> electric <laughs> instruments. So they were like, okay, yeah. well, you can play bass. And I was like, all right, sure. I'll mm. take it. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just like, I think one day I just picked up a guitar and decided, okay, I'm going to learn a couple of chords and like play a song. And then the next day I wrote my first song. And then, I don't know, I've just been playing every day since. Yeah. It's the best instrument. Yeah, speaking of Guitar Hero though, like, uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, like a few years into pl playing like real instruments, we went back to Guitar Hero to try playing a couple of songs and like, that shit's hard, man. Yeah, realizing <laughs> that the songs are actually harder to play on Guitar Hero yeah, than yeah. actual Guitar Hero yeah. was a mind-blowing yeah, mind experience for me too. Reptilia is actually easier on act like regular guitar. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> wow. Totally. And so you guys moved further south to kind of get more experience playing in cities, gigging around there. Mm -hmm. Things really seem to be picking up for you guys. You've now traveled to the States twice to play. What would you say was the turning point that really got things going? Um, I think it's probably like last year um, we decided to start producing our own music yeah. instead of go like renting a studio. And that really changed the way we thought about our our sound, I think. And then after that, one day we just got a, a DM on Instagram from a, a very kind person called Matthew Reich. And then... Um, Good guy. Yeah. Uh, and then I think... So pretty much Matt and Neil, who, who manages us, uh, they've, they've, they've been the turning point for sure. They're uh, so hardworking and really believe in us. I could see why you guys have really catchy songs. The EP, I really like. Badger's a great song as Thank well. You. I mean, tell me about that EP. That's definitely a bit brighter than the new single, which I feel like has a little more of an edge in comparison. Yeah, and and the new songs are a little darker and heavier a little bit. Yeah. Why the difference? It's 
it's been a rough year. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know really. I, I don't know if I would call them darker. I mean, the I think the new stuff has a lot more variety to them. Like it's yeah, it's definitely like the 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 EP coming out in March is definitely more diverse than anything yeah. we've ever released. So I, I think it's just more us like experimenting around with with new sounds and trying to depart a bit from because you know you can only make so many upbeat um, like fun songs, you know, and then you got to find something else to do. So. We did. <laughs> and what about recording yourselves now? Did you guys do a lot of studio recording and you weren't happy with the overall end product that you wanted to assert more control over yeah. what you create in the comfort of your own? Yeah, definitely. I think home I, or confines. Yeah, no, that was that was mainly it. Like we we'd done a few like studio sessions. We weren't happy with the results. No, like, uh, the our old song Gothenburg, for example, when we recorded that, it was like, okay, you're recording the song, and then the guy does the mix. It's like, okay, here's mix number two or whatever. It's it's this is the finished product. So there was yeah. no real input from no, you guys. No, no going back and forth. Standing really. on the board, yeah. Whereas so now, I like that song though. I gotta say, oh, thank you. Don't be so hard on yourselves, <laughs> guys. That's a good track. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely be a. I mean, you can hear the the difference in yeah. In you can quality. hear the difference, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think, and and just like now, we have like a, an, an like unlimited supply of time. We can just uh, we can keep working on a track for months if we want to. And I think just that freedom of being able to like just let it rest for a week and then coming back to it and working on it really helps. Yeah. For this EP that's coming out, you recorded it yourselves. And it took a long time, each song. You kind of, each one went in a little bit, stepped away from it, mm. then came back. Yeah, and we worked on all of them, like, simultaneously, I think. Yeah, pretty um, much. We actually did two EPs. So we have a, a, a third one that's coming out in June. Um, but, uh, so yeah, we, we had eight tracks we were working on all at the same time. And uh, we spent about a year, like, finishing them up. And that's interesting. So you have what I would say eight songs. It's about an album's worth of material. Yeah, it is. Why two EPs as a per as opposed to uh, full length instead? I notice a lot of bands are doing that more and more to maybe spread out the the release cycle. But I'm wondering what what's your thinking? Do the songs have a different sound or a different theme? The two four. Tracks. I, th I think what we've been trying to do for the EPs is like, because uh, I feel like every every song has its one like counterpart. Yeah. So like we've made two matching EPs as opposed to one album. Yeah, pretty much. And and you know, there's also the element of that. You know, nobody nobody listens to an album from a random unknown Swedish band, unfortunately. Yeah. No, so well, no one's got the attention span for it. Yeah. So. You know, we just decided that it's probably better to do it as two EPs. We can release a few singles in between, um, just like spreading it out and making sure people fucking listen to it because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. The next EP is coming out in March, and it's called Chasing Pictures. The single that was already released, which everyone can check out, is called Talk So Loud, and it's about a breakup, isn't it? It is, yeah. 
or it's it's about a post breakup uh, apathy. So just like sort of that feeling of having put in like a lot of effort and a lot of yourself into a relationship, and then when that comes to an end, the sort of you know the the week after where you're like just lying in bed and not feeling anything, it's just like it doesn't nothing yeah. matters anymore. So very sad. <laughs> yeah. And what about the rest of the the other three songs on the EP? Um, I'd say they all they all have like a little uh, touch of that uh, theme of self detriment. Um, they're all they're all very sad songs. Uh, yeah, so most of them yeah most of them are about that you know sort of I wouldn't call it self harm but just like putting yourself in positions where you know you might not uh, yeah that might not be good for you. I mean, you're looking at me. You're you're the lyricist here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making sure I say stuff that is uh, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> approved. <laughs> approved. <laughs> approved by uh, yeah. How do you guys approach songwriting as a four piece? Oof. Well, up until now, like the the songs we've recorded now. Mostly, it mostly been just you and me in the studio. Since, yeah. Since you two guys have just joined the band a couple yeah. of months ago. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. yeah. And how'd you guys get in Tribe Friday? Ooh. Oh, uh, me and Isaac were in separate bands before, uh, so like Noah and Anton just reached out to us, like, "Hey guys, do you want to tour with us to the U.S.?" <laughs> and you're like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, great guys and great music. You can't say no to that. Yeah. And then, like, we, we've, we've been working together on, on a few. Like, yeah. I, I, I produced a couple of singles for Robin's band. I produced a couple of singles for Isaac's project. Um, so we'd already been working together. I'd yeah. seen his fucking amazing bass talent. So I knew, <laughs> I knew it was the guy to call. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you, you've been producing their stuff, and I've been like acting as a stand-in musician for for their stuff as well. Earlier, but yeah, but, but 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 we have known each other for like, what about two, three years? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. So it sounds like you guys are part of a pretty tight-knit music scene, and the city you live in now is Gothenburg area. Uh, yeah, kind of. It's it's like two hours north of Gothenburg. Okay, cool. Um, so what's what's that like? This it sounds like you've been producing some of your projects and vice versa mm. as a very supportive music community that you're a part of. Um, I don't know. I think it's just like it's a really small music community. So oh, yeah. if there's not a lot of producers that no, go around. You can't really be, afford to be petty about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you help out when you can, otherwise you won't get anywhere. Right. Yeah, like yeah. it's, we, we have, you know, everyone knows each other. Sweden yeah. is a small country to begin with. And like the music scene, especially like indie rock alternative music scene in Sweden is fucking small. And I don't know it's probably like 100 people in total. So everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And, and, and no and no uh, like a super talented uh, producer as well. So Thank I couldn't you. say no. <laughs> <laughs> For him pr to produce like the music that I used to make. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Oh yeah. yeah. Surely. I got paid very handsomely. Oh yeah. No. Just <laughs> just we, did pay, we we did pay you very handsomely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Is that> right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, 
You guys are in New York. Some of you second time, some of you first time. What's been your favorite thing that you've done here other than playing the awesome show at the Mercury Lounge last night? You guys get to see certain things, music-related things, walk around the Lower East Side, places that the Strokes and the Ramones and <laughs> all different bands did over the course of the last three decades. Uh, I, I, I think our favorite thing has been the pizza. Yeah, yeah. pizza's really yeah. good, I gotta <laughs> say. To be honest. Like did, you, did you go to Prince Street Pizza by any chance? We have my not. my favorite oh. spot. Where, where is that? Everyone, it's, it's in the East Village. All right. So. I mean, everyone has seems to have like a, a, a different favorite pizza spot. Yeah. Like every single person you talk to, yeah. some some say Joe's, some say blah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so that, like we have like probably ten spots on our list now that we got to go visit. It's going to be a lot of pizza eating in the next couple of days. As if we haven't already eaten a shit ton of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and was it what you expected? Because from reading about you, talking to you, like I said, you look up to a lot of New York-based bands. What was your, what were you picturing? What were you thinking? And did it meet your expectations being here, playing here? Yeah. I, I think it did. I think yeah. it did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird coming to New York because it's one of those places that, you know, we've only seen, I know these guys, came here for the first time now i came for the first time last summer but it's one of those places that you like you only see them in, like as Got gotham city and movies yeah. and like it's and just coming here and just seeing the entire scenery is very like dreamlike and strange i don't know if you've had any time to like reflect on it to be honest no. uh no. <laughs> we've just been doing stuff all the time so it's yeah. like, you guys no seem very busy like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been hectic but um but no, it's definitely met my expecta expectations. I know that much. LA, though, I don't know. I don't know. I like New York more. I yeah. Well, yeah. You, you guys don't probably don't have that same connection musically with right. LA bands and stuff. Yeah. You know, New York is very. I mean, we do like yeah. Snoop Dogg. But, of course. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? But, but I, I think that the people in New York are more polite than it portrays. Like yeah. in movies or so, because in, in movies it, it always seems so stressful and everybody is kind of an asshole. But when you when you get here, uh, like in real person, like they're super polite. To be honest, everyone's really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People are super down to earth, especially like here, Bro like the Brooklyn side. Oh, yeah, it's really yeah. nice and relaxed. Well, I'm glad you guys have enjoyed yourself and you got to play at the Mercury Lounge. It's amazing. Big cool. things coming for Tribe Friday. What's next? I know you have an EP coming out in March, and I just learned you have another EP coming out over the summer. What do you guys have planned for the rest of 2020? Um, there are some like Swedish dates in the works too, um, but no like solid plans. And then we have a, a tour in September, a uh, European tour in September that we're uh, scheduling out right now. Apart from that, I don't really know. We really want to come back here before the end of the year, I think. Yeah, that would be nice. yeah. What do you guys see for your future? Do you see yourself staying in Sweden and growing as a band or maybe moving somewhere else? To be honest, I don't really like Sweden that much. Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. Swedish nationalists, but I don't, yeah, I, I don't know, man. 
it's a it's a cold and sad yeah. place. Yeah. I'm ready to leave whenever. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think for me, I'll I probably see myself coming here, because um, it's probably to the U.S. or U.K. Just because like the music scene is way better and there's more to do. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We were just walking the streets. What was that like? Two three nights ago, and I really had to like find a bathroom so i just went into the first bar i could find and there was like this really great live band just playing like a fucking sunday night you know and yeah there were th three people at that bar but they're just like killing it if you want to see good live music any night of the week you'll be able to find something in new york that's the one thing i yeah. would say yeah i love that that's pretty cool it's a great place to enjoy music yeah make music which is so nice because i mean sweden right now it's it's getting pretty bad with, like, especially in Stockholm. They're closing down a lot of venues because, you know, rich people are moving in. They send complaints to the landlords. They get noise complaints and they get shut down. So, like, there's not a lot of live music. And also just, like, the vibe in general. People don't really go out to shows in Sweden anymore, which is strange. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, whereas, like, here, I feel it's a lot more, like, people are actually interested in music. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. I'm very interested in Tribe Friday. <laughs> and right now, let's play some of your songs. All right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to hear Talk So Loud and then three-fourths of your EP, Trying Your Luck, Pocket Knife Badger, and Thank God, all by the best Swedish band <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Better than melancholy. Oh, wow. Oh. High no, praise. No oh, yeah. cigar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back.
nothing on me, he's got nothing on me, he's got nothing on me, he's got nothing on me. Baby, you got
baby Someday I'll be alright But until then We'll all be dying soon Hopefully So tell me, tell me, tell me About the things that made you think You're something Cause we'll be six feet underground Equally Oh, 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 oh Any day now Oh, 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 oh Any day now Oh, 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 oh Any day now back we're doing the second part now all right shit we're back we heard talk so loud pocket knife badger and thank god the last three off of tribe friday's 2019 ep trying your luck which is available on vinyl i didn't even know this yeah i know it's crazy right where can people get it it's uh at uh, our label rough talons website you can order it it's like 15 bucks get it shipped to your door couple of days it's all good hell yeah that's amazing mail they will send it to you in the mail (laughs) (laughs) such a weird concept right fucking so new (laughs) that it's not and you can stream all of tribe friday's music on your streaming platform of choice minus spotify it's also on apple it's probably on title as well I All think so. Maybe. Deezer is a new one, apparently. Yeah, it's on Deezer. I'm not sure if it is on Title, actually. I, I'm, I don't know if our distributor releases on Title. Um, maybe. Maybe. If you're a Title user, comment and let us know <laughs> if it's there. All right, this second part is where you picked records from my record collection, and they're going to be played. Yes. Right. On this episode, let's start with Noah. Yeah. Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. Yes. Off of Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, so yeah. good. Trippiest Beatles record. It is. And that's one of their trippiest tracks. The mix on that one, is that the one where uh, I think like where the entire drum kit is like hard pan to the left? <sighs> I love that. So, yeah, totally. I'm curious. So... You discovered bands like The Strokes, etc., through Guitar Hero. <laughs> bands yeah. like The Beatles here in when I grew up, you know, my parents liked The Beatles. Yeah. Did your parents like The Beatles? Were you exposed to they did. more classic rock through you um, know, your parents? That was yeah. That the case for me, at least. Yeah. And like my, my dad is really into like Bob Marley and, and you know, Beatles too. My, my mom, um, like, mostly listens to goth and punk music that's cool uh which is great yeah because i got a lot of that from her but yeah no like my dad uh went to school in liverpool for a couple years when he was younger 
Um, so he has pretty like close connection. And I actually went to Liverpool a couple of years ago, um, and that sort of reignited my interest in the Beatles. Uh, they're so good. They're a very interesting band when you really think about it. They are. How, how yeah. much they did in such a short period of time yeah. is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like they've like they've brought so much light into like the like the instruments they were using, like for example the violin bass and like the two tom setup on the drums and like this strawberry feels forever just brought a whole new like fucking revolutionary. Yeah, for like right. the Mellotron. It was like Yeah, it's crazy. But like if they played that song in the bagpipes, you know. Yeah. Imagine, is good. imagine imagine how many bagpipes would be in like this vintage studio. <laughs> There'd be bagpipes at Abbey Road, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I'm like I'm I'm so thankful for them to like I mean cuz they they basically shaped rock music, right? It's it's crazy. Yeah. And uh I feel I feel like sometimes they can be a bit underappreciated by people. People Which, like people are like, "Oh, yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, sure." But they are really that good and they deserve I I got my appendix out 10 years ago you know and they had to put me under and stuff no big deal standard procedure but the first thing I said to my mom when I woke up was wow mom the Beatles were really good (laughs) 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 they were hell yeah In, in my most lucid state after that that's what I said but yeah. it's true. Actually, I, I chose Strawberry Fields Forever because that was the, the first track I heard where I actually realized that the Beatles were, you know, a cool band. Um, I was really into skateboarding when I was younger. And um, it was, I don't remember, it was like a Vans video or something. And it was like in this emptied out, like a spa and everything was in slow motion. And the soundtrack to that video was Strawberry Fields Forever. Oh, and wow. I was like, what is this song? It's so good never heard it and i looked it up i was like oh fuck because i'd only heard you know like hey jude and all the classic stuff but then that one just blew my mind because it was so good i was like 11 years old yeah shit will fuck you up man (laughs) (laughs) all right anton a band that is very good I guess not as good as the Beatles, but I think they'd admit that. They're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Dr. Dog. Yeah. Shame, shame, and you picked the song Unbearable. Why? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that record, well, that band uh, was uh, shown to me by my my cousin's boyfriend uh, way back, and... uh, yeah, I've been listening to them ever since, and that that entire album is by far my favorite. Just the whole thing is just a great song after another, you know. Yeah, that's my favorite record by them too. Yeah, yeah. and I haven't heard it actually. No, it's a good one. You should you should listen to it. I got I got to do my homework. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, I uh, I looked through your collection, uh, which is. Really extensive, by the way. <laughs> nice job on that. Uh, and I was like, okay, uh, I've got this absolute masterpiece of an album. Uh, so, of course, I was picking that one. There you go. And uh, for as far as the song goes, Unbearable Why is just my, my favorite track of the album. It's just perfect. 
It's a perfect song. Yeah. It's a good I song. So for me, I've never heard of it. How would you describe it? I'd describe it Like the as, sound. Like, mm. I feel like, like, like mm. yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the, the kind of sound you make when you taste something really nice, like, oh, I see the perfect cup of tea, and you're like, mm. uh-huh. they kind of have like a indie rock, indie rockers who kind of like the Grateful Dead, but they don't get too jam. They're not like jammy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it kind of has that bigger right. sound, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I've, I'm really into this period right now. Like, where a lot of bands I'm listening to right now is like, oh yeah, Dr. Dog, um, a band called Flight from from uh, the UK, F-L-Y-T-E. And... Uh, um, another band called Mosa Wild and they all fall into the same category I'd, I'd say at least with this like really finessed indie rock kind of yeah like yeah so is it like um, what's the word like polished well, polished yeah but not like not like Production wise, yeah, like, that, oh, okay. I agree with that. Yeah. Not like overproduced, no, it's not overproduced, not overproduced no, but just they just like, play really well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like the, the songs have only the elements that the song needs and asks oh, for. That's nice, and like it's, it's a very good band name, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Dr. Dog, yeah, it's a dog. But can we come up with a that? Doctor, I don't know. I like Tribe Friday, yeah, oh, thank you. I, I think it's a good band name. We we're a bit too late. Dr. Dog's been around for a they they have? Have, I think I think Shame Shame album is from like 2010, right? Yes. Yeah. 2010. How can I have missed this? I don't know. I mean, oh, you were born then, right? You're oh just yeah. A, you're yeah. just a youth. Yeah. You're just a youth. Yeah. It's okay. You got plenty of time to we're busy playing listen guitar to all here, this I guess. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was only born like what five years ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interviewing some fucking babies here. <laughs> Some fucking third graders. <laughs> nah, you guys are adults. All right, what do we got next? <laughs> Isaac, you picked Only Shallow my, by My Bloody Valentine from Loveless. Yeah. You guys see yourself getting super shoegaze one of these days? Maybe, um, now that Isaac's in the band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I will push it in that direction, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is kind of like a good story because... I started like my music listening career with like <laughs> punk. Yeah. The first band that was like my band I actually listened to was Linkin Park. Oh Jesus. <laughs> awesome. Well that was That's actually one of mine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a good start, right? They're so good. You get some of the different genres mixed up in there. Yeah, yeah, but then I had like a teacher in college who did who was my history teacher. And we bonded over music, and he started showing me My Bloody Valentine, Dinosaur Jr., and all those good bands. Because he had had like a period we were stuck in like jazz for, I think it was like 15 years. And just when I started first grade in college, he had come out of that hole and was back onto like shoegaze yeah. and 80s and 90s music. So we were using the school internet platform for swapping music yes. and talking about music like all year. So he got me into shoegaze and then I think that influenced me a lot. So I have to say that Martin was a really good dude. He got me in the right direction. Martin? Yes. That's great. It's good to have that person. Yeah, exactly. You really need that person. It helps introduce you to 
great music. I had a music yeah. teacher in uh, elementary school who was really into Metallica. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. That was nice. I had a music teacher who was really into Beatles. Like strictly like Beatles is Aren't the best all band music teachers ever. really into Beatles? But but it was like Beatles is the only band you're gonna listen to. I yeah. won't give you any music if it isn't. We actually music. we actually had like on our on our on my first um, music exam or like quiz, um, we had to know the four members of the Beatles. <laughs> it was an uh, actual John, question. Paul, George, uh, What the fuck's the no, the last one? He looks a bit like you, Isaac. <laughs> uh, it was uh <laughs> Ringo. Mm. Ringo There you go Harry No Harry. wait what? <laughs> Harry Styles? Harry Potter Harry Potter <laughs> Wow <laughs> You're a Beatles Harry <laughs> <laughs> Did, you, <laughs> Did you guys know there's a whole genre of Harry Potter I knew that Yeah, yeah. Wizard I'm called Wizard Rock I know I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, Harry Potter fan I'm, And I'm good. sure some of the bands are good. They just sing all about Harry Potter and then dress like characters from it, right? It's amazing. Wait, they do? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a whole genre. Wizard they, rock. Yeah, they have like Jesus. they have like, you know, it's like the, the band names are like short snout dragons yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> Harry and the Potter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there's more than one. Can, can, which is <laughs> interesting, you know, we, there's a bunch. Can we transition into that? I mean, I was, I was. Can we do a Harry Potter record? Of course. Yeah. More, I'm on it. There's this great grindcore band that, like. <laughs> uh, like uh, uh, there's this great grindcore band. Wait, Is there? Wait, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> okay, okay, right, right. And, like, all the members are dressed my, like uh, Ned Flanders. Yes, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've God. seen it. Yeah, yeah. That's where They're I called Oakley Doakley. That's, <laughs> that's where I want to be in five years. Oh, I love that. They've carved out a niche for themselves for sure. Yeah. All right, and last, Robin Hair by Graham Central Station. Yeah. From the self titled Graham Central Station. There you go. Tell me, Robin. Well, I have so, so many like inspirational. Uh, bands well like if you if you if we're thinking about metal there's like tool and like slipknot and, and like a lot of new metal but then if you get to like hip-hop there's like childish gambino or anderson pack but i was thinking about like the the bands or the artists that that i usually like to play on my bass and there's a lot of funk in it yeah like larry graham and he's supposed to be like the guy who invent invented slap Wow. That's what they say about it. Um, it's crazy. So, yeah. So, so, so I, I love uh, Larry Graham. He's s- uh, such a good uh, funk bass player. Uh, and, yeah, I, I play a lot of, like, slap funk bass. Yeah. And, and you, you sh- you're surely going to hear, like, in, in future songs some... This guy fucking, yeah, he's, he's, he slaps. He literally slaps. Yeah. Literally slaps. <laughs> it is insane. Well, like, yeah. the, when, we were, I, when we were, I was producing singles for, for his last band, because um, they, they play, like, surf rock, and it was pretty simple stuff, so I didn't realize how good of a bassist he was. And then he was just warming up. And uh, I was I was at the console doing some shit, and uh, I just heard this like crazy, super fast slap solo, and I was like, "Who is that?" Oh yeah, I was playing Black Eyed Blonde. It was you, Robin. Yeah, (laughs) it was you. Yeah, I was warm enough, so I was playing uh, Black Eyed Blonde by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, 
the, the baselines because it's like super fast and, and it's like a very good workout before before like recording yeah uh, but yeah but I listen a lot of uh, Marcus Miller and uh, Richard Tilly Peppers uh, Yamari Kwai oh yeah uh, uh, Earth Wind and Fire come on so groovy bass lines uh, but I think like it it all started in when I was in high school and my my music teacher said to me uh, Robin you sh- should not be playing music because you have no talent <laughs> I'm not even joking so I go back home I got so mad so I sold my my motorcycle and I bought the bass and an amp <laughs> so I was playing like the whole summer for three months just playing bass like slap slap the hell out of the bass and then eventually it just just love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you. You're a strong person. If that was me, I probably would have gone home and cried and nah. never touched it. <laughs> yeah, it surely, it surely motivated. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, he, good he, for you. I could just see you like crying and slapping the bass at the same time. Like seventeen year old Robin. Yeah, fucking. yeah. I was bleeding my hands That's off. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Teacher, that teacher shouldn't do. You're supposed to motivate people, but right. I guess they did. Maybe, maybe he or she yeah, knew. Psychology. Maybe he or she knew that that would motivate you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. You know? But it worked. With you know? sports, sometimes coaches are like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." If I'm like, "You fucking suck," he'll be like, "No, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna prove you wrong." That type of thing. Maybe you send them a postcard. Yeah, I will. Or yeah. you, just a YouTube video of like. Yeah, I'm gonna send them like a photo of me standing in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, with it. Next the year, Friday, Friday. Yeah, uh, next year, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, look hey. at me now, <laughs> guys. It's not out of the realm of possibility that you could play with the Strokes. It isn't. So that's Whew. totally possible. I I probably I think do they it. would play MSG. <laughs> they played yeah. Barclays on New Year's Eve, yeah, yeah, which I is the big that. place in. In Brooklyn. I was actually considering flying here just for that. It was a good bill. Hins played, that man from Madrid, Spain. And then who else played? It was a great... Oh, Mac DeMarco also played. Oh, shit. It was pretty cool. That is amazing. And then the Strokes finished it up? Yes. Was it... Did they play, like, during the countdown to the New Year? I think probably. I wasn't there, but my friend was there. I should ask him. (sighs) I'm going to ask him... I'm seeing him right after this. I'll ask him. I'm sure they did, though. I think that's what happens. Oh, my God. When you play a New Year's show, and then maybe they play, like, that's like Reptilia one of my, after. That's, like, one of my wet dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Okay. <laughs> We're playing these records. The Beatles. Dr. Dog. My Bloody Valentine. Graham Central Station. Tribe Friday's Picks. This is Look at My Records. <laughs> <laughs>
just don't believe it's fair to judge a man by the length of his hair.
track. Yeah. We're back. 16 minutes <sighs> is a punchy track. We're going to play it shortly, but let's say our farewells first. Mm-hmm. First off, before we even do that, let me just tell y'all what you heard. You heard Strawberry Fields Forever by The Beatles, Unbearable Why by Dr. Dog, Only Shallow by My Bloody Valentine, and Hair by Graham Central Station, courtesy of Mr. Slaps, Robin. Hey. Hey. And we're wrapping up this show. It's great having you in New York, Tribe Friday. You're going to have to come back. We definitely will. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, this is a lot of fun. You guys are fun. I'm just debating where I should go home or not. Yeah. Just stay here. Just stay forever. There was this guy we met on the street who missed his flight home to India on purpose. I'm thinking of following his foot tracks. Yeah, just stay. Well, you almost lost your passport yesterday when you were out, so... Was that on purpose? Almost. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, uh, your next EP is out in March. It's called Chasing Pictures. It will include the single you just released, Talk So Loud. And also the single we're releasing next month, which is called Freaky. 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 Yeah. This EP is going to be fucking freaky. Yeah. It is. Oh. It really is. But we're closing the show with 16 minutes Mm. from your 2019 EP. Hey. Trying your luck. Trying your luck. Which is also a track off of Is This It. Really? Yeah. That's right. That's why it's called that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Wow. Wow. Any parting words about this song? It's a fun one. This whole EP is fun. (laughs) I just (laughs) have fun listening to it. Yeah. I mean, 60 Minutes was a fun one to do. Um, there's actually a brass section on it, which was like a last-minute decision. And my mom plays the trombone. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Yeah. That is wonderful. So your mom's a musician? Um, yeah, in recent years. Uh, she, I don't know. She just decided to pick up the trombone a couple of years ago. She's playing uh, with the military. Which is weird because she's like a total pacifist. Yeah. But it was the only orchestra that was available. So that's what she did. And it's weird seeing her in like a military uniform. Marching around with a trombone. It scares the hell out of me, I gotta say. Around the block. But she is pretty good. Noah's mom, shout out. You'll hear her trombone on this track. (laughs) So when you hear it, just know. It's Noah's mom. Tribe Friday. You can find them on all social media. I'm a liker and a follower, and I highly recommend you. You all do the same. Like them on Facebook, Instagram as well. Twitter. You on Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, we're on Try Twitter. Friday. Available mm-hmm. on all streaming services as well. And if you love this song, like I know you're gonna, and you want a 7-inch vinyl record, tell them where they can get that one more time. They can time. get one at roughtalent.se. Tribe Friday, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us, Dave. Thank you. Love, if you're ever out on Thursdays drinking, you can catch me there, forgetting how to stand straight. Some heartbreak. So if you'd be 